You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the book of Romans in chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. And these are Paul's practical application, Paul's instructions to the life of the church. If you want to follow along with today's reading, it's on page 215 in your pew Bibles, if you'd like to follow along from the Good News translation. Paul writes to the church, Love must be completely sincere. Hate what is evil. Hold on to what is good. Love one another warmly as Christian friends and be eager to show respect for one another. Work hard and do not be lazy. Serve the Lord with a heart full of devotion. Let your hope keep you joyful. Be patient in your troubles and pray at all times. Share your belongings with your needy fellow Christians and open your homes to strangers. Ask God to bless those who persecute you. Yes, ask him to bless and not to curse. Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Have the same concern for everyone. Do not be proud, but accept humble duties. Do not think of yourselves as wise. If someone has done you wrong, do not repay him with a wrong. Try to do what everyone considers to be good. Do everything possible on your part to live in peace with everybody. Never take revenge, my friends, but instead let God's anger do it. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay back, says the Lord. Instead, as the scripture says, if your enemy is hungry, feed them. If he is thirsty, give them a drink. For by doing this, you will make him burn with shame. Do not let evil defeat you. Instead, conquer evil with good. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our Redeemer, as we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. So now that almost all of our favorite fall activities are back in full swing, we are about to see the impact of the important off-season work that our favorite athletes and teams and other activities have been up to. Because no matter what level of sport we like, whether it be high school or college or bigger college or professional, no matter what activity it is that we're excited to see come back this fall, we recognize this truth. For the athletes and the team, game time is only the beginning of what is important. During the off-season, the teams and individuals that we cheer for have been going to camps. They've been learning about their sport. They've been doing things like running sprints and doing agility drills and improving their form and studying film. They've been staying in shape so that fall camp doesn't absolutely kill them off. What I'm trying to say is that in some way or another, every day, athletes have been competing. And largely, they've been competing against themselves. 
They've been challenging themselves to become better. They've been challenging themselves to work harder. They've been challenging themselves to outdo themselves in order to become the best version of athlete that they can be. And outside of the world of sports, please believe me that musicians that play in marching bands have been practicing long tones and sight-reading etudes and practicing difficult passages from last year's songs that they messed up during the indoor marching band concert to celebrate the successful end of the successful season. That was me my freshman year of college, by the way. As anyone has done this type of work can attest, even though we're largely competing against ourselves in a lot of ways, it does not mean that we win every day in the traditional sense of that word. As student, as athletes are doing, musicians are doing these things to train in the off-season, not every day is the best day. Not every day is the day that your bench press max gets to be raised by 15 pounds. Not every day do you set your personal record or PR in the 5K. But the victory is found in having done something. The victory is found in having striven to be better than you were a day ago, or a week ago, or a season ago. And that what we're doing is laying the groundwork so that when it comes down to it, these victories can happen. There's a training schedule that's been that we've been uh, that we that, that, that that's been we've been going through. And when we hear our scripture this morning, when we hear Paul rattle off these twenty pieces of information or advice, it's there's a temptation for us to hear this scripture. There's a temptation for us to hear this scripture this morning from Paul's letter to the church in Rome and think that Paul is giving to the church an off-season training schedule. It's as if Paul is giving to the church a 20-step program for how to become a better disciple. And there is some level where that is true. There is some level where that is a good and faithful reading of the text. In fact, one of the podcasts I listened to to prepare for this message this week invited its listeners to read this passage of Scripture over and over, to read this advice again and again and again, and to know it frontwards and backwards and then live it. And that's good advice, right? Like, these are all things that we should be doing. But... Paul is saying more than that. In giving these words of instruction, Paul is saying more than just do this in order to live a Christian life, as if living a Christian life is just meeting a set of terms and conditions. But to get what, to what Paul is actually talking about, we have to have a little bit more context of what Paul has been saying to the church in Rome thus far. We picked up our reading today in chapter 12, but for the first 11 chapters, Paul has been doing more than just giving good advice. Paul has been giving to the church a full explanation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And not just the gospel as he understands it, the gospel as God has revealed it to him and as it has been affirmed by other disciples that are a part of the Apostle Paul's life. And so Paul begins the book of Romans by unpacking our sinful and fallen nature. Paul begins the book of Romans by reminding the readers that they are broken and our human condition is broken. But then he moves on to show the church how salvation has been accomplished by God through the grace of Jesus Christ and how God's salvation is available to all people because he says in Romans 8.38 that nothing separates us from the love of God made known in Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to show the church the difference that God's salvation makes in the lives of all who live it out, in the lives of all who walk in God's way. Paul has been showing the church up to this point the fact that salvation reshapes the Romans and bigger than that, reshapes all of us. Salvation takes us from being sinful and fallen. Salvation takes us from being broken and hopeless. And it transforms us into the type of people that live what he has just said to the church. Salvation transforms us into people who love with sincerity. Salvation transforms us into people who hate evil. And those that serve the Lord with full devotion. Where Paul lands in our scripture for this morning, where Paul starts, or where where Paul begins speaking in our scripture for this morning, is the inevitable conclusion of a gospel presentation. It is the inevitable conclusion. Because for 12 chapters he's been going on, he has introduced the problem of human sin, he has revealed the solution made known in Jesus Christ, and now he's giving the church a glimpse of what a new life founded in Jesus can look like. And he's showing the church how that life looks so radically different than it did before we came to know and believe and even glory In the gospel, these 20 suggestions that Paul makes in this rapid-fire way become a grounding principle. They become roots upon which we grow our lives of faith. They become the foundation upon which we build our lives so that we build a life that looks like the life of the Apostle Paul who said that he is one that has complete confidence in the gospel. Like I said before, Paul is not giving these words to the church in order to live a Christian life, but rather he is giving these words to the church so that they become attitudes that we espouse and actions that we undertake because of our Christian life and faith. Living fully into what Paul has said does not just make our lives Christian lives but rather they become the evidence of a faith that resides in the very depth of our being. 
at the very core of who we are as individual Christians and at the core of who we are as a community of faith that is striving together in the light of the gospel. Paul's words to the Romans are not a checklist that we mark off. Paul's words to the Romans are not a standard by which we judge ourselves. And Paul's words to the church in Rome are certainly not a standard by which we judge other people. Paul's words to the church in Rome are a standard. They're a goal. They're a destination. They are a hope to which we strive. And the good news in all of this is that some days we will reach that goal. Some days we will have that victory in Jesus. There will be days as we live our lives of faith where we close our eyes at the end of the day and give thanks to God because this was a PR, personal record kind of day. We can think back on the activities of the day and know that our love was genuine. Know that we shared out of our abundance. Know that we conquered evil with good, all to the glory of God. But there will be other days too. There will be days when we realize that we are still those in need of grace. There will be days where we realize that we did not love warmly. We did not welcome widely. And we did not weep with those who weep. There will be days when we realize that we muttered curses under our breath because of that jerk that did that one thing that obviously did that just to annoy us. There will be days when we didn't live everything out perfectly. There will be days when we are too afraid to share 